Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast with Dr. Karen Kambule, where we search the scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Download to this episode, share it with your friends and family. Stay blessed. Remember to make the Word of God your anchor. Thank you for tuning in to Word Anchor Podcast. We are continuing with the series, Be Healed. It is a series that seeks to affirm us and to affirm the Word of God over our lives concerning healing and affirmation of faith in the power of God to heal us. And our topic today says, your healing is God's will. At times, there are people that will lose the battle, having prayed, having asked the Lord, and they still lose that battle. And it is such times where another person will begin to question the will of God concerning healing. Sometimes we'll begin to say things that are not necessarily lined up with the word of God. It is at that time where in our quest to be spiritually correct, we then say things that are unscriptural. Sometimes we want to be humble before God and then tend to say things that seem right, but they're actually not. Some of the statements that we utter, they reflect the doubts we have in our heart concerning God and his word and specifically his will. And since it is said more often, even by people that we look up to, we then pass it on as the right way of viewing things and of praying to God. The word if in a sentence, it ushers in a statement of doubt. It is being open-minded about an issue. For instance, if you say to somebody, if you do come, I will be glad to see you. You have already given space to the possibility that the person may not come. So the if allows you to be a little disappointed and accept disappointment. But then when you say to the person, when you do come, I will be glad to see you. Then this statement shows confidence that this person is bound to come. It is just a matter of time. Or you actually are expecting this person to come. So it's a matter of when, not if. If allows for the possibility of that thing not happening. But when you say when, you're actually just saying it's just a matter of time. Second example could be, if you say, if you love me, you're actually saying, I'm not sure about your love, um, but you still want the other person to confirm if they love you or not. And if you say you love me, or I know you love me, you're actually confident about the love that person has for you. So some believers do utter these words in prayer, if it be your will. And we are saying that word to God or saying this prayer to God and saying, if it be your will, are you sure about the will? Do you know the will of God? Because when you're saying if, you're saying there's a possibility that it's not God's will that you be healed. Such a statement throws the issue of uh, healing back to God as if God has not pronounced himself and his will on the matter of healing. If you say such a prayer and you don't get healed, then the assumption is that God was not willing to heal you. And if that is true, then God is not fair and he is not just. What makes God to be willing to heal others and not willing to heal some? Is God not the same yesterday, today, and forevermore? So if he is the same God that healed others yesterday, is he not the same God that is willing to heal others today? Or does he change when it comes to you and your circumstance? The Bible says there is no partiality with God. There is no respect of persons with God. God does not show favoritism. So 
he doesn't favor this one by healing him or her and not favor the other one by not healing him or her. His word remains true and he remains faithful. If God could heal the Egyptians whom he plagued with boils for their disobedience to his demand for his people, why would he not heal you, his own child? He healed those that enslaved his own children. Why would he not heal his own child even today? God healed even a proud and boastful Syrian general, um, the man Naaman, who looked down on the instruction given to him to go wash in the river Jordan seven times. That man looked at the river Jordan and compared it to the rivers that are in, in the place where he came from. He even complained that the prophet did not even come to him to see him, to greet him and to give him the instruction. The prophet had given um, the servant an instruction, go tell that man at the gate what to do. He must just go and wash seven times in the river Jordan. So Naaman the Syrian was not happy. One, that the prophet didn't come to talk to him directly. Two, he told him to go and wash in the river Jordan, a river that is not as beautiful. The water is not as clean as the waters in the place where he came from. But as soon as he went and obeyed the instruction, acting out in faith, then he was healed. So if God can heal a foreigner, who was looking down on the instruction given to him in the first place, why would he not be willing to heal his own children? God healed even the servant of a Roman soldier. That servant was not even there. Jesus Christ healed him by word, and that man was healed. These were the same people that were oppressing Israel at that point in time. But Jesus Christ healed that person. God even healed the daughter of a Syrophoenician woman. She went to him. In faith, she asked that her daughter be healed. Why would God not be willing to heal you today, you being a kingdom citizen? Why would he not heal you after having saved your soul? Why would he not be willing to heal you today when he has given us his word? We are seeing a number of people dying these days because of this pandemic. And people will be asking themselves, is God willing to heal us? Once you go to God with that heart that says, I am not sure, Father, that you want to heal me or not. There is nothing that propels the Father to heal you because you're already going there with a doubtful heart and mind. The Bible tells us of a story where Jesus Christ came down from the mountain from praying and he met up with a man with leprosy. Leprosy is a disease that separates a person from the people. It isolates the sick person as they are not allowed in public. It is a contagious disease whose victims have no hope of being healed. Jesus Christ met up with this man, a man that had been isolated from his family, a man that had no hope for healing, a man that needed and desperately needed a miracle. Today we are in a pandemic and the same kind of a thing that isolates a person from the people that would pray for them, would take care of them. You get sick you are whisked off sometimes to an isolation center and you are there and you are alone. You have to face the sickness and the disease alone where you are. Even if you are in a hospital, nobody has time to take care of you or to sit and listen to you or to sit and chat with you because there's so many people that are sick that need the nurses and the doctor's attention. Now, this man was also isolated because of the leprosy he was not allowed to be out and about in the community. So coming close to a person with leprosy would be like you are actually willing to be infected. Like now we are told, put on your face mask, wash your hands, sanitize, practice social distance. Jesus Christ looked at the man and did not think of uh, social distancing. This man came to Jesus and said in Matthew chapter 8 verse 2, Lord, if you are willing, 
you can make me clean. So if you are willing, you can. So this man was not doubting the ability of Jesus. He did not think that Jesus Christ was incapable of healing him. He believed that Jesus Christ can heal him. He believed that there is power in the Lord to heal him. But then he had an issue about the willingness. The thing about leprosy is that it rendered a person unclean. People were not allowed to come close to a person with leprosy. Are you willing, Jesus, to heal me? Are you willing to come close to me? Are you willing to even touch me? Are you willing to talk to me? Are you willing to make me clean? This man had been far from people. This man had been separated from his family. This man had been separated from the people that love him. And there he was meeting with a stranger, a man that he had heard great things about. But he wasn't sure whether or not this man would be willing to heal him. Maybe he had been to places where the minute he approached, people started running away from him, where people would actually chastise you, where people would tell you to go away because they don't want what you've got. But are you willing, Lord, to heal me? Some viewed leprosy as judgment from God. We remember the story of Moses' sister, Miriam, who was punished with leprosy by God for speaking against Moses. And she had to be isolated outside the camp for seven days and then be brought back into the camp. Now, this man had a similar disease. Now, he wasn't sure whether or not Jesus Christ was willing to heal him. Was Jesus willing? That's the question. Was he going to pray like we pray today sometimes? If you are willing, Lord, if the Lord wills, then I'll be healed. If the Lord is willing, I'll be healed. I'll be okay if the Lord is willing. I will succeed if the Lord is willing. Things will work out well for me if the Lord is willing. Was Jesus willing to heal this man? The answer that Jesus Christ gave this man was, I am willing, be cleansed. Matthew chapter 8 verse 3. Jesus Christ came to this earth so that we may have life and have it more abundantly. So there is no doubt about the willingness of God. The will of God is in his will. If you want to know the will of God or the heart of God concerning any situation, go find it in his word. Once you go to him and say, if you are willing, you, you haven't found the word that speaks to that situation. Because when you find it, then you take that word to him. You don't ask him whether he's willing or not. You say, Father, this is what you said in your word, and therefore I'm coming to you concerning this word. There is no abundance in having leprosy. And Jesus Christ came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. There is no abundance in being sick. Jesus Christ came for us to have life in abundance. There is no abundance in having COVID-19. There is no abundance in people dying. Jesus Christ cannot come with the purpose of us having life in abundance and then not be willing to fulfill it. Why would he bother to come and come with the, with the purpose that we have abundant life and then he sits by and looks at us having no abundant life, dying and being sick every single day? No, no, no. The Lord has a will and his will is in his will and his will tells us why he sent his son Jesus. It would have been fruitless for the Lord to, to send Jesus Christ to this earth. And then when, when Jesus Christ is gone and the spirit is here, then he's no longer willing to heal us. Some people have condemned themselves because of their sins. Some people took sickness as a punishment from God. God did punish Miriam for his sins. However, Jesus Christ now has been punished once and for all for all of us. So there would have been a requirement for Miriam to be cleansed and healed because the atonement and the redemption was not done yet by the Lord. So there was no forgiveness of sins that had already been provided for because Christ had not come yet. 
So now we are living in an era that is post the Miriam experience where she had to be punished for her sins. Jesus Christ has already been punished once and for all, for all of us, for our sins and even our sickness. So when you go to God and say, God, if you are willing, I know I'm a sinner. I have so many sins and I know you are punishing me for my sins and all of those things. Then you are not going to God in faith. Then you are not believing God in faith for your healing. You are actually giving a reason why you cannot be healed. You are actually justifying your sickness because there is a reason why you cannot be healed because your sins are too many. When God says in his word, he has put our sins as far as east is to the west. You are going from the east finding your sins and you're walking with them to the west and still doubting if God can heal you. Whereas he has put away your sins. Why don't you leave them in the east and go to the west where God is? The son of righteousness has risen with healing in his wings. It was prophesied. The Bible tells us that he sent his word and healed them. And the word today is the son of God that came in the flesh, dwelt amongst us, walked on earth, healed the sick, went up to heaven, sent his spirit back. He said to the disciples, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. He told the disciples, go heal the sick. He told the disciples that I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Why would God provide all of these things and then turn around and say, I'm not willing that you be healed? God has done his part. He sent us his word. John 3 verse 8 says, For this reason the Son of God was made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. What is the works of the devil? Sickness is one of those. He came to destroy it. And Jesus Christ hanging on the cross, he said it is finished. So everything that Jesus Christ came to do, he finished it. He completed it. There is nothing missing in what Jesus Christ came to do. He was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. So the works of the devil has been destroyed in Christ and by him. Isaiah 53 verse 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Not that we will be healed. We are healed. So our healing is already provided. The will of God is already signed, sealed. The will of God is already given unto us. Ours is to open. Open the scroll, child of God. Find the will of God concerning your situation. Why would God go through all that trouble and not be willing that you be healed? Surely there is more to your issue than the willingness of God. Naaman's healing was available as long as he was willing to dip seven times in the river. So if Naaman did not dip in the water, he would have come out and say, no, the prophet was not willing to heal me. That is why he didn't even come to meet me. He sent his uh, servant at the gate and gave me a word. He would have said, no, but water is water and the river is just a river. So any river I can go in and dip and be healed. But you see, the instruction of God was clear. The will of God for him was clear. His will was that go and, and dip in that river Jordan, not four times, seven times. So if he had dipped five times and come out, he would have said, "Ah, no, this God is not willing to heal me. I saw it anyway. That's why his servant didn't even come to meet me. Some people will not receive healing because they have not had hands laid on them. Just because the pastor did not touch you, then you are assuming already that God is not willing to heal you. You go back home despondent and hurt because you were not touched by the pastor. But the Lord has already provided his word. God is willing to heal you. God sent his son so that you receive healing. 
Do not let anything and anyone tell you anything else contrary to the word of God. God is willing to heal you even today. His will is in his word. He did everything that shows his willingness and he expects us to believe him and be willing to do what he says. To the man with leprosy, Jesus said, be clean. Jesus is still saying today, be healed, be whole, be well. According to your faith, let it be done unto you. How? Yours is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. Just believe. He wants you to believe. He has given the will. He wants you to believe. If somebody that loves you leaves behind a will for you to receive property or money or cars or businesses, unless you take that will and go to the lawyers and say, here is my will, I want that which belongs to me. You'll sit with the will and nothing will happen. If a will has not been presented to the authorities so that you receive what belongs to you, that will still remains. It doesn't change. You may be a homeless person who's got a property in their name, but because you have not gone to take it, you'll still think that, no, my parents were not willing for me to have that house. But you have the will in your hand. Their will is clearly stated in that document. Be healed. Have your car. Have your house. Live nicely. Here is money for you. It's written in the document. It only requires you to stand up, get out, get up, get it. In the word of God, it is expected of us to believe in the word of the Lord and to act out in faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. The word of God says so. And that word is true even today. We cannot change the will of God. It is already sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. The spirit of God is here today. To remind us every single day, what is the will of God? When you read the word of God, let the spirit of God stir up the waters within you so that you'll remember that there is the will of God and the will of God is in his word. And this is what the word of God says. Be healed in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Do not doubt God. Do not let the enemy steal your healing, which God has already provided for in his word. Do not let any contrary thoughts that want to steer you away from the will of God. He has already spoken his will. It is valid even now, and it will never change. God is the same today. He is the same yesterday. He is the same even tomorrow, forevermore. So, child of God, search the scriptures. Find that word. Pray. Put it before him. Remind him what he has said in his word. Hold that word dearly. Do not move away from it. It remains valid even now. Believe God, take it to him. He has written his will. It is in his word. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior, I pray for everyone listening to this podcast. I pray that you'll touch and heal them and touch and heal their loved ones. I pray that you'll manifest your word. But more so, Father God, I pray that each and every one will get to know your will and your word, that will believe that you have come, Jesus, so that we may have life in abundance, that we also believe that by your stripes we are healed, that we will believe that you have given us authority over all the power of the enemy, you have given us authority over all the power, not some but all. Father, I pray for everyone that is afflicted by COVID-19 and affected. I pray your healing upon each and every one of them. I pray that your word is manifested. I pray that faith rises I pray that each one believes in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Because whilst we were sinners, Christ died for us. I pray for that one that is still thinking that because they have sinned, 
therefore you will not heal them. I pray that they may know you, Jesus, and the power that raised you, Lord, from the dead, and that they will receive their healing and be healed. You are the Lord that healeth us, that each and every one would know that you are Yahweh Rapha, the Lord that heals us. You are the Lord that takes away sickness and disease from us. That is your will. And I pray that this will be known by your children that will begin to rise up and say, my father wants me to be healed. Therefore, I am receiving my healing. I pray that you heal the world, the whole world. Because you see, your word, Father, says to us, Christ died for us whilst we were sinners. So even those that are sinners, you, Jesus, died for them. You were beaten for them. I pray that you will heal them because you are the same God. You are the same that healed Naaman the Syrian. You are the same God that healed the daughter of the Syrophoenician woman. You are the one that healed the servant of the Roman centurion. Now I pray, touch and heal. Touch and heal, Father. Touch and heal. Manifest your word. Your word says you are the Lord that heals us. I pray your healing upon your people. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, by his stripes we are healed. Thank you, Father, that you are willing to heal us. You are willing to touch the man with leprosy. I know you are willing even today that we be healed. And I thank you, Father, for you hear me. I thank you, Father, that you hear the prayers of those that are praying even now. And I thank you, Father, that your power is at work even now. Thank you, my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Word Anchor Podcast. Please share with your family and friends. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback also and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.